I promise you because I know that that you you have to get back to classes. And I, 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 I'll do my best. But I want to talk to you just from my heart. Remember, I'm not bringing you a sermon this morning. Know that. And do not look upon me as a minister as I speak to you. You see, I can only give you my own personal experience. No one can give to anyone else any more than they've experienced themselves. Always remember that. And just in a very simple way, I'll give you my own personal experience regarding the Holy Spirit. What legacy did Ms. Kuhlman leave for the church today? As much as anything, it was her relationship to the Holy Spirit, her communion with the Holy Ghost. That's what she meant when she said these words, if only we knew how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. She dated her close relationship to the Holy Spirit from the afternoon in Los Angeles where she died to self. Let me read something to you that expresses it in her own words. In this copy, she talks about that very afternoon. Here's what it says. Four o'clock that Saturday afternoon, having come to the place in my life where I surrendered everything, I knew nothing about the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I knew nothing about speaking in an unknown tongue. I knew nothing about the deeper truths of the Word. In that moment, with tears streaming down my face, Looking up and bowing to the Lord, he and I made each other promises. Some things you just don't talk about. He knows I'll be true to him as long as my old heart will keep beating. And I know I'll be true to Christ. We have a pact. It was settled at the end of Dead End Street. In that moment, when I yielded to him body, soul, and spirit, when I gave him everything, all there was of me, I knew then, beloved, what the scripture means. If any man would follow me, let him take up his cross. That afternoon... Catherine Kuhlman died. If you've never had that death of the flesh, you don't know what I'm talking about. When you're completely filled with the Holy Spirit, when you've had that experience as they have in the upper room, there will be a crucifying of the flesh. There will be a death of the flesh. Believe me, there are lots of professing Christians professing to have been filled with the Holy Spirit who have never died to the flesh. And then she went on to say this. She trembled at the thought of grieving him. She knew literally he was a person. And the only way to be used by him was to follow him. You have to be dead, she would say. There cannot be two wills, there can only be one. There cannot be two personalities involved, there must only be one, and that one is his. And then she finished by simply saying, there's more, there's more, there's so much more. My first, my very first association with the Holy Spirit was in a little Methodist church in Concordia, Missouri. Concordia, I don't think, is on the map. It's so small. Not more than 1,200 population. Mama was Methodist. Papa was Baptist. Neither one worked too hard at it. <laughs> and one Sunday morning, and it says, real to me, this was my very first contact with the Holy Spirit. And I didn't realize it. One Sunday morning, sitting with Mama, 
in that little Methodist church, I don't think the church holds any more than a hundred people. We were sitting there. It was time for the last song, and I was holding the old-fashioned Methodist hymnal. But when the last song was being sung and I was holding that old-fashioned Methodist hymnal in my hand, I was only 14 years of age. Something happened to me. I cannot tell you one word the preacher said and not one. But I only know that in that moment, the Holy Spirit came upon me. I did not recognize, I did not even know there was such a thing as the Holy Spirit. And I began to shake.